the only thing better than an actual football game is a scrimmage that we can talk about. And that's what we're going to do today. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. We are now officially in game week. It's not our game week, but if we pretend to be like Nebraska or Vanderbilt fans, welcome to game week. Oh, man, that is true. You know, I got to keep reminding myself there's actual games this week. That's awesome. Um, But look, the most important thing that happened in this hemisphere yesterday was Alabama scrimmage. And um, again, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic, but Alabama had a scrimmage. Uh, there were a lot of things to glean from said scrimmage. I think number one is I have gone from my Heisman favorite being Bryce Young or Will Anderson to the Heisman favorite now being the one and only Treshawn Holden. Is this true? (laughs) There was a glowing reports yesterday for sure. Uh, You know, Nick, even Nick, Nick Saban himself, you know, pointed out that uh, Treshawn had a very big day or how do you put a very nice day. But, you know, one thing about scrimmages to always keep in mind is who you're doing it against. Every big play means you give up a big play. Now, the nature of scrimmages is not typically that the first team is against the first team on all the snaps. You know, you, so the majority of snaps, the starting unit, plays a backup unit so again it, it's it's like a day in that and and it will it's less helpful than even a day and a day they purposefully put first team against first team and second team against second team to make the best competitive atmosphere possible but in scrimmages they don't it's the starters versus the backups so while there are things to glean and there are things to get excited about as it relates to like trey sean uh I would pump the brakes a little bit. Obviously, the Heisman thing, you were being jokey. Uh, but uh, I would pump the brakes a little bit. Now, is Treshawn Holden improved over last year? That's a very fair statement. You know, uh, most kids do improve year to year. Kids get better every year. Some kids make big jumps, and maybe Holden has done that. Let's remember this, guys, before we go too far. We had a big problem at wide receiver last year when Jamison Williams and John Mechie went down. We felt like we were out of bullets. In the in the second half of the national championship game, we're out of bullets. Know who was still on the team? Treshawn Holden. He was still out there. He even caught balls. Uh, as a matter of fact, I brought up this week after watching the national championship game, re-watching it in the past week or two, I'd forgotten that Treshawn caught so many balls in that game. He actually caught five or six balls just in the second half because we came kind of dependent. Now, did he make big plays? Was that like the scrimmage performance yesterday? No, but, you know, Georgia's defense last year was not the Alabama second-team defense. So I I think Treshawn's improved. I think he'll be a big part of things. I think he'll definitely be a big part of the first team. Do I expect him to rip off a 180-yard game uh, against Utah State? Uh, No, no, I don't. I I, I still think – I still believe that the number one receiver on this team will be, in terms of amount of targets, amount of catches, even amount of yards, uh, my money would be on Jermaine Burton. 
Uh, I'm with you on the Jermaine Burton thing, but it is so, um, I, I don't know another adjective to use rather than heartwarming to know that we have another receiver that um, is producing this well or is capable of doing this. And I know it's a one-off. I know it's a scrimmage that we, um, you, you could go two ways with this. Like you said, you could say, Treshawn Holden is awesome or, oh my God, our secondary is a wreck. I mean, that's right. Well, backup secondary, backup secondary. I know, I know. And secondly, and keep in mind, there are backup people in the secondary playing with the first team because of the well-known injuries we've had at cornerback. It's not a secret that uh, Eli Ricks, you know, uh, Eli Ricks did not scrimmage at all yesterday. Kyrie Jackson did, uh, but reportedly not with the first team. So he's still coming back from injury, as Nick has said. So, uh you know, so so the backup secondary would really be a backup secondary. Another wide receiver to talk about, though, two scrimmages in a row, two scrimmages in a row reports on various sites that uh, Kobe Prentice is with the first team. Uh, the fact that Kobe is emerged as the, quote, best of those freshman receivers or the one, the one that's most ready to play, that's super exciting, too. Uh, Kobe Prentice had fantastic highlights from his uh, season at Calera last year. Uh, I think that's yet another potential weapon that uh, Bryce will have, uh, uh, who by also, by all reports, fantastic yesterday. Yeah, okay. And, and again, I get your point. Pump the brakes, all those things. That's all true. But, see, not everybody can walk into the situation and just be an instant star um, and they, we have also seen some of some guys, especially in Alabama's program, they get here and almost get swallowed up by yeah. expectations. Um, and so, again, Treshawn Holden, I just like to know now that he can have those moments. And I know it was against our backups, but let's also be real that our backups, not patting ourselves on the back, are better than most starters. That's just the that is the truth. And again, it makes me sound like. A, more talented. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It makes me sound like a bammer homer. I understand. And, and I'm not trying to be that, but I'm saying that um, if Treshawn Holden can do this in a scrimmage and can have that kind of rapport with Bryce Young, you know what? Um, it is sometimes it's, it, it just doesn't click. And I think maybe it, the fact that it can click for Treshawn Holden is very, very positive because we also t- have a tendency, as at least as Alabama fans, you either come in and start kicking butt from the very moment you st- set foot on campus, or we're already thinking about how do we recruit past you. There are very few, there are less Mac Jones feel good stories of this guy just hung around. And then we, you know, I remember at, I was guilty of this. I thought Mac Jones would be replaced by Bryce Young all in the uh, preseason of 2021. I kept telling everybody that Bryce Young's going to beat him out. What are you talking about? Mac Jones has been there forever and he's, He's not even good. And then all he does is just kick butt all over the place. Um, Jimmy, I want to go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar, and then we'll get into some more of this scrimmage uh, reaction because it was a scrimmage to have many reactions about. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? They're a new flavor. They got a new one. Ready? It's indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor. It's cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. That's the worst part is making it. The eating, it's fun. Plus, it's healthy for you. And like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Can't beat that. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 at Built.com to get 15% off that order at Built.com, like I'm saying. All right, so you brought up Kobe Prentice. Uh, again, another very nice, solid day. And unlike Treshawn Holden, who, by the way, how did he get to be a junior? I mean, did am I the only one that's been thinking all along? Hey, Treshawn Holden right here in his second year, but he is a junior. I have to keep pinching myself to remind me that, okay, he's a junior. I, that's the other thing. He's like, if somebody didn't contribute right away, you automatically forget what class they're in. But uh, Kobe Prentice, having a big day is nice. He is one of those guys that comes in apparently and starts just taking care of business as he has done in practice uh, these last couple of times in, in a scrimmage situation. Um, I want to go back and, and give Treshawn Hodon one more shout out though. He apparently had three scores all over 50 yards. That's, that's, big pretty that's a big day. Uh, and, and, and how about this? The beauty of, uh, you know, the beauty of all, all the great things COVID gave us is an extra year for Treshawn Holden. So, Actually, he is a sophomore because his his uh, yeah. true freshman year was 2020. He played but did not catch any balls. But that year just doesn't count. So really, 2021 was his freshman year eligibility wise, and this is now his sophomore year eligibility wise. But as we all know in our crazy society these days, uh, Holden will now be <laughs> draft eligible after this season. Can you imagine that? That's the funniest part of these scrimmages and everything. If I get it. Uh, I, I never thought I would wake up on Sunday and, and be saying things like Treshawn Holden and draft eligible in the same paragraph, like like that would be a thing, you know, but maybe that is a thing. Uh, well, it's also he's not only draft. I'm sorry. He's not only draft eligible. He's also he can be at Alabama. for. He could either go in the draft this year or be at Alabama for three more years. I mean, <laughs> That's a pretty wide range. You know? that is, that's exactly right. He's, he's in so so he's in year three, draft eligible. But thanks to COVID, it's year two. So you know, I, uh, you know, here here's I, I think in a nutshell, the receiving group until JoJo Earl gets back. You know, Burton. We know Jacory Brooks be a part of things. We know Treshawn Holden is as now a part of things. We hear Kobe Prentice. That's four. It's really tough to come up with a fifth name right now in terms of standouts, uh, you know. So I think it's going to be those four primarily. We know JoJo Earl will join that group when he's back around October 1st from the broken foot, uh, and that'll be five, which is a pretty good number. But you know Saban would like to get one more, maybe two more guys. I'll tell you, a guy who's been really quiet this spring, I don't think Nick Saban has said his name unless prompted by – the beat writers, but, uh, uh, you know, our, our kid, Tyler, Tyler Harrell from Louisville, uh, quiet. Now, is he quiet because he's not going to be good? Is he quiet because, uh, he's hurt possible, uh, black Jersey. We've seen that in a practice video, uh, that he's in a black Jersey. So banged up for sure. Uh, but it maybe I don't, I don't think disappointing is the right term at all. Uh, because it's so, 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 it's so early. They haven't played a game yet. That's how early it is. But, uh, you know, Tyler Harrell, obviously, it, let's, we can say this. He, he didn't show up and make a splashy impact. So 
you know, uh, I, I, I think Tyler Harrell over the course of the season will become a thing, but uh, right out of the gate, probably not. Well, which is even, boy, I, I really hate turning this into the Treshawn Holden only podcast, but it's another reason that it's great that we have a guy that can um, score from 50 yards out as a wide receiver. Now, maybe these passes were uh, bubble screens that he took 50 yards. I don't know that he necessarily took the top off of defense, but that's what's been worrying a lot of Alabama fans is, hey, do we have anybody that can we can just say, go deep, and I'm going to throw it as far as I can, like with Jamison Williams. Right. Uh, you know, Harold's got to become that guy. I think JoJo can become that guy. Aaron Anderson, when he gets back from injury, he could become that guy. I'll tell you, you know, I think Jermaine Burton is people don't need to just label him. He's going to be, I'll tell you what, people compare him to Mechie and, and I like the comparison and I think that it's in the ballpark. But let's remember this. Before Mechie's last season, Mechie was a big play machine. Remember yeah, all those well, he's a big playmate. Burton can be that guy too. As a matter of fact, Jermaine Burton is faster than John Mech. He just we, we he just tends to run routes and do his best work on all underneath stuff. That's what he's really good at. But Burton will make I I I will guarantee if a healthy Jermaine Burton over 15 games is gonna make several big play touchdowns from 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 well out. He's not just a third and eight guy. Uh, so, you know, he, he'll make plays. You know, it is weird because when you think, when I think of John Mechie, uh, obviously you're going to, the, the Auburn overtime winning score will come to mind. The crane kick will come to mind, but you know, then if you're saying, okay, think of five plays John Mechie made my, the plays I'm going to go to are the two really long touchdowns he had against A&M in 2020 yeah. and the, uh, long touchdown he had against Georgia in 2020, uh, you know, and we didn't think of those anymore in 2021. He didn't seem to have, I can't remember one. I, I remember more like he did have a nice, it wasn't a long touchdown, but in my, against Miami, he had a line running catch, but it wasn't a take the top off the defense. It was, he caught it in the middle of the field and then high stepped his way into right. the end. I think it was right uh, about 40 yards. Because he, you couldn't think of him going deep anymore because when you thought of Alabama going deep, you only thought of Jamison Williams. And I think right. that's what we're accidentally doing here. We're like, okay, right. you know, Burton's the short guy, and then we got to find a long guy. I think Burton's going to sort of do all of it. Uh, I, I think uh, we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but I think Ja'Cory Brooks will be pretty good at making the big play down the field. Uh, not a burner, not a guy that's going to outrun the defense, but his catch radius is so good. His hands are so good. And I'll tell you, a lot of times the big play down the field is made – because of a contested catch in traffic. I think that's sort of Brooks' thing, and he can make big plays. And and, and I, I'm high on Tyler uh, Harrell as a guy that's going to develop into that. It's just a little bit more of a developmental thing than a guy like Jamison Williams, who just showed up making a 90-yard touchdown play against Miami. Uh, 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 so uh, oh, it'll develop over time. And in the meantime, the defense is really good. In the meantime – the, the biggest playmaker on the offense that's not Bryce Young is Jameer Gibbs, and nothing we learned yesterday, uh, you know, changed that. I mean, th this is really, you know, Jameer Gibbs is going to be the dependable playmaker on, on this offense week to week. Uh, apparently, and again, 
I don't think they've put out official stats. Have they? Did they put out official stats for this? I never saw official stats. I just saw what Coach Saban mentioned, and I've seen what various people have put out that's sort of a guess, you know, as as to what went on. I think Coach Saban said Gibbs had 60 yards, and and, and a lot of it was apparently on one particular run. But uh, Gibbs is going to be the dependable playmaker. And by that, what I mean is you can write it down before the game starts that three or four times during the course of the game, Gibbs is going to make you go, wow, and, and make a big play. He's fantastic at making people miss. I saw a clip of him. I think Clint Lamb put it out on his Twitter account, a clip of him at Georgia Tech on a run that he made at some point at Tech. He is, his short area quickness is uh, David Palmer-like. I mean, he will make you miss – he, he's like he disappears from one spot and materializes somewhere else uh, with his lateral quickness. Uh, and, and that's something he brings to the brings to the table every week. You know, it's funny you say that because Aaron Suttles, a friend of the program, he just wrote a, this whole article on why David Palmer was maybe the best high school player in Alabama history or something. I haven't read the article because, I mean, I, who's got a dollar to subscribe to The Athletic? No, I'm teasing <laughs> Uh, it is only a dollar to subscribe, and I'm going to do it because David Palmer is in my top two of all-time favorite Alabama players. And um, I actually – I was sort of stupid because Aaron put out a tweet like, hey, I did this, and I, was, and I tweeted at him saying, hey, there's one clip in high school of David Palmer running full speed and then stopping on a dime and, like, stepping into the end zone. And he goes, yeah, that's in the article, by the way. And I was like, oh, I should probably read that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember watching that, uh, not live, but watching it, uh, the highlights yeah. uh, and on, on Channel 6 out of Birmingham and going, oh, my God, that was incredible. But um, we, didn't know each other. we didn't know each other then because that was so long ago. But I literally watched the same the same show. I mean, I'll remember watching. I think it's Rick Carley's. Yeah, yeah. Rick Carley was doing the highlights. And I, I remember the exact. That's how big I, it was probably the best one of the best plays I've ever seen. And uh, man, I, I wanted Alabama to sign David Palmer. So but even even to this day, as much as we're into it, and as much as we follow it, as much as it's my job now, <laughs> I, I, I don't think in my life I've ever wanted Alabama to sign a player more than I wanted Alabama to sign David Palmer. And uh, it worked out. God, I wish David Palmer had been in like a Sark or Lane Kiffin system just one time. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to bring out some some more players from the scrimmage, a couple that are, boy, they came out of nowhere for me. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that as soon as we get back. Okay, we really didn't go anywhere. Hey, hey, um, hey, hey one point now that you're back. <laughs> one point. Uh, I get the look forward and what would David Palmer look like in a 2022 offense or, or, or Lane Kiffin building something around him. I always go backwards. I always want to say, what would David Palmer have looked like 15 years prior running the wishbone at quarterback. I mean, oh. full-time quarterback running the Tommy Frazier Nebraska offense, running the Alabama or Texas or Oklahoma wishbone like Jamil Holloway. I think he would have been, you know, and and hey, that 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 shared uh your good buddy, the late great uh Bill Oliver. Uh, I, I remember Bill Oliver specifically stating who coached. David Palmer, he was the defensive coordinator while Palmer was on the team. Uh, Bill Oliver said David Palmer would have been the greatest wishbone quarterback of all time. Yeah, he, he, he 
probably would have. Um, every time somebody brings up time travel now, I'm, I'm reminded of two of my favorite comedians. Uh, I won't go into the Louis C.K. one, even though it is kind of Louis C.K. essentially said, you know, he said, wouldn't time travel be cool? He said, but, um, you know, it, he said it would be great because I'm a white male. I can go backwards in time to any point in history and be welcomed with open arms. He said, but if I go forward in history, I might be in a lot of trouble. He said, somebody's going to get me. He said, but, uh, and then Nate Bargesi, I think that's how you said Bargesi, Nate Bargesi. I don't know. Anyway, he's a really unassuming comedian, like from Tennessee, kind of country. Must be, I don't know. Oh, dude, you got to look him up. He's funny. Anyway, he had a whole thing on, um, time travel he said i never want to time travel he said if i went back in time to like 1920 and i saw a guy like on a telephone i'd say hey you know what in the future they make telephones that you can actually just hold in your hand and walk around with and the guy would go oh my god how did they do that and i'd go i i don't know i don't know how we do this and he said i can't explain it in fact and the guy goes well, what do you do what do you? he said well first you need a satellite and the guy would go what's a satellite and he'd go oh god i made it worse um <laughs> He said, I'm the only person who could go back in time and people would think I traveled forward from the past because I know so little. I know so little. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Um, I have not. I would so, that's so me, by the way. I, I, have not, I, can't, I don't know how a 1958 television worked. He said, I think it has something to do with metal and satellites. Um, but anyway, okay. I read, I read the other day that our, our iPhones – the iPhones that we use every day have more power uh, in computer terms than the computers we used to land Apollo on the moon. And the thing that's so amazing to me about that is I can't land Apollo from my phone. I can barely get Luke on Restream Studio on my phone. I can't even get Luke. I can't even... I can't even do this without people going, Jimmy doesn't know how to work his stuff. Doesn't that seem like a, a, an irony of uh, like, if you made a deal with the devil or something, you're like, I want to go back in time, uh, you know, and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to make so much money. And then you, you kind of forget <laughs> that you don't know how to do any of this stuff. Anything works. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of, it's another mystery, how no video has leaked from somebody's iPhone from the scrimmage yesterday is also a minor miracle. Although Nick Saban would have that person drawn and quartered. That, that, that's you know, why. Yeah. That's why. That's why. I mean, you know, the, you, yeah, pe people attending are not supposed to share information, share video. And you know, that's why, you know, you, you have to, you, you're, it, it's a closed scrimmage for real. If Alabama wanted it well known, then it would be well known. But the way I look at the way I look at it is if coach Saban doesn't want it known, then it just doesn't really need to be known. We'll just go by what coach Saban said. And that's enough. That's what, that's what coach wants. One other name I want to throw out there, Jimmy, and then we'll wrap this podcast and we'll keep talking about this scrimmage all week. Another thing I want us to start doing, we couldn't do it yesterday, but now that high school football has started. Um, gotta do I got a lot to say about what happened Friday night all over I, the place. I, and we're going to, we're going to do that. I actually got to call the Auburn Hoover game. Um, didn't then did the scoreboard show. There were some amazing plays. Uh, the Fairhope game ended on a pick six like to win the game. That's, that's crazy talk. Um, Auburn high school, by the way, uh, beat Hoover 17, 14 and the most impressive player on the field. And I'm not saying this in, um, in a way that puts down anybody else. They have a guy named Towns Magoo or Towns Mago, M-C-G-O-U-G-H, who's the kicker. And that guy 
is a he's a problem. If you like kickers, he's he's a great kicker. I I would offer him a scholarship now. He's really really good. Now, I honestly I think he's only a junior. I can't remember. I've done a lot of high school stuff since then, so I can't remember. But um, he was really good in warmups. He was nailing fifty five yarders, and then he actually hit the game winner late. Um, he also his kickoffs. Everyone I'm went in the end zone. I know in high school you go up a little farther. I know all this stuff. But he also uh, the punter was having a bad day. Mago or Mago, we never really got clarification on his name. Comes in and they put him in. Jimmy, this is no this. He was the backup punter too, right? And so Hoover, no, excuse me, Auburn is all the way on their goal line, and he has to go punt. They're snapping it from the one-inch line. Now, the, the punt gets blocked because the line sort of failed him on that one. It wasn't his fault. But you would think, oh, my God, this is going to really shake him up the rest of the game. No, he got better. I mean, he got a lot better. Um, and he was put in the worst position you can put a backup punter in. And, yes, it got blocked, and, yes, all that happened, but it didn't shake him up, which I think – Having the cojones to overlook a mistake is a huge part of being a kicker to me. It's a huge part of sports in general, but especially a kicker. Because if they ever get the yips like you do when you're putting, it's really hard to shake that. As Alabama fans, we know about this. But, Jim, I want to bring up one more name. This is, I, Boy, I went off on a tangent. Quindarius Robinson. You want to talk about guys that we have forgotten about, that we have most fans have written off? Apparently, Quindarius Robinson was a thing Saturday. Yeah, um, true, but, uh, you know, with Dallas Turner, Will Anderson, Chris Braswell, I mean, there's no room at the end, to quote, to quote the Bible. There's just no room at the end. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you going to get? We're always quoting the Bible around here. I do, and, and uh, as usual, uh, daily on the show here. Uh, but, there, I mean, there's just no place to play a fourth outside linebacker, whether it's Q-Rob whether it's Keanu Coat, who I, I happen to know the coaches are very high on him, uh, Jeremiah Alexander, who was just a premier prospect. He's a true freshman, but got to be high on him. I'll tell you a guy we don't talk about that a lot of people just written off. And, and who knows, you know, I hate to bring up the transfer portal because you, you don't know what's going to happen with the guy's career. But, hey, don't think for one second Des Moines Kennedy's not an athlete. I mean – uh, I hate that we we had to move him to running back because of the emergencies last year, and that should just tell everybody what what a great athlete he is. That that you think, oh well, we got to move somebody to running back. Well, you think receiver, you think defensive back. Who thinks linebacker? But Tamoy Kennedy is that kind of athlete, and just like Q Rob, all he probably needs is an opportunity. But you're just not going to get an opportunity. When you have Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell, Will's the best outside linebacker in the country. Will and Dallas are the best outside linebacker duo in the country. Will, Dallas, and Braswell are the best trio in the country. Uh, so there, there just won't be snaps with the first team. But uh, should there be some patience on those uh, long-term backups, uh, looks like there won't be, you know, a tremendous drop-off in the future. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back. We, you know, Who knows, we may do another one today. There's so much to say on this scrimmage, so much to say on Friday night. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly. There is no shortage of content from, you know, from here until the end of time with us. I mean, maybe some other podcasts run out of stuff. We don't. We do Bible quotes. Um, all right. All right, Jimmy, we will talk again soon. Until then, roll tide, buddy. Roll tide.